Hello, all you lovely freedom people out there, and welcome to today's Fireside Freedom Chat. I'm your host, Bradley Freedom. Today's guest is Tom Barnett. That's right, Tom Barnett. Tom Barnett is a certified badass in the field of being a man. How about that? On top of that, Tom is a holistic healthcare practitioner uh, into psychology, nutrition. He's a chiropractor. Um, it just goes on and on. This was a, a freaking amazingly beautiful, fantabulous freaking conversation. I really hope that you're going to listen to this in its entirety. Um, I, I'm sure you will. You're probably going to have to play it back 10 times. I don't even know. This was such an amazing talk. Um, now, before we jump into this full freaking steam ahead, what I'm going to need you to do, as you know the deal, let's grab your telephone. And what I need you to do is text in to the number 844-992-3733. That's 844-992-3733. I'm going to want you to text in the word Barnett. That's B-A-R-N-E-T-T. Once again, that's B-A-R-N-E-T-T. Come on, let's go. Mr. Tom Barnett, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, would you mind telling everybody a little bit about who you are and um, and what do you do? Yeah, sure. Well, thanks for having us, Brad. And uh, I'm a holistic health practitioner. I'm a videographer and photographer as well. But um, what happened was, you know, a bit over a year ago when coronavirus started to become a little bit too much of a joke, I thought I needed to make a video just to send to my friends to make sure that people knew it was a scam and it was ridiculous and they were being a bit silly. <laughs> and then that video ended up going around the world a few times. So uh, since then, I've been, you know, just delivering more information on that. So, uh, yeah, my background, though, is in holistic health, uh, physical therapy, um, psychology, nutrition, and, uh, and that kind of thing. Awesome. Awesome. Right on. Yeah. Cause uh, that was actually kind of one of my questions. I, I wasn't really sure um, if you were a doctor or what, but you're a holistic health practitioner. Um, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, so I what- studied, I did study formally, but it was just, uh, it was nonsense. I quit after about three or four years of college because it was just, it wasn't good. It was really, it was actually not just wasn't good. It was awful. Mm. Uh, the way that it's run, the, the educational materials, uh, it's just, it's not good. So I, I just couldn't handle that anymore. I was trying to find a different way. And uh, so that's how I found myself through my own experience as well of actually getting really ill myself. And none of these experts who are doctors and specialists in their fields could do anything about it, nor would they even answer questions. So that's what led me to find real answers. So what led me away from the mainstream and what turned out to be theory and false theory at that uh, led me to finding true answers, which, which you have to dig to find because it's usually not mm. on the surface. Dude, amen, bro. Yeah, that's, that's some real talk. Um, definitely what they feed you uh, is probably not what you should eat. Um, there's yeah. a, 
uh, what is um uh gosh what is that there's a band actually um on john butler trio i don't even know the john butler trio uh, mm-hmm. i believe he's from australia or something but that's that's yeah. one of his songs is uh he's like you know don't eat all the bullshit they, they fit oh i i used to get high for a living you know that's all it's yeah. a really good one dude yeah but anyway but that's what he's saying yeah. he's like, i used to eat all the bullshit that they gave me you know what i mean and that's exactly yeah, it yeah. because that's readily available obviously um and also man it's it's there's there's a little bit of adventure in life that it makes you want to dig right i mean and so you have something like that and um what what really uh i guess what drove you to speak up because so many won't uh to be honest it was nothing brave a lot of people have this idea that what i did was really brave but it wasn't it was me just thinking my friends were retarded and i wanted to laugh at them <laughs> <laughs> full on <right>? <laughs> <laughs> That's no bravery no, nothing, because I honestly thought only 20 people would see that video. That's what right. I honestly thought. I wasn't doing anything brave. I wasn't standing up. I was actually just being a bit, um, to be honest, it wasn't, I mean, it was the right thing to do, obviously, but the intention behind it wasn't anything admirable because I wasn't standing up for anything and I wasn't, um, yeah, that wasn't the intention, you know? And so yeah. since then, I've been standing up. <laughs> yeah. The original, yeah, well, yeah. So, so you weren't aware that you were like in, in the, uh, mass minority no. in, when doing that video. Yeah. Wow. No. Yeah. Um, and so that must've been pretty early on then. Right. Um, cause, uh, yeah. I ended March. It was actually, I ended up posting that on the 1st of April, 2020, which I remember because it turned, people thought it was an April fool's joke, but it wasn't. Uh, it just happened to be the day that I posted it. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> Irony things. Right. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. I, I'm again, I'm, I'm super stoked that you said something. I grew up homeopathic and things of that sort. So I'm on the same level with you. And um, could you help people to understand uh, the virus thing? Because I, I saw another one of your videos. Actually, it's the one that made me want to reach out to you. I was like, I got to talk to that guy because it's about how viruses are, are solvents. Right. And I, and I, you know, again, I, I wasn't taught to fear virus because again, I would, I was raised homeopathic. So we, we weren't really taught to be against really anything like that. Um, so if you could help like people understand and even me more like what, what is this virus? Why one, what is, what were you saying as far as what is a virus and, or what are viri? Is that a word <laughs> virus? What are viruses? <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? And, and, um, and why, why we shouldn't be afraid. How about that? Yeah, definitely. Well, the reason we shouldn't be afraid is that we're, we are nature. Nature's not out to kill us. It doesn't have like humans aren't meant to be here. That's our kill mechanism is a virus or bacteria. It's just not, it's how it's marketed to us, but it is only marketing. So the, well, nature has many, many ways to keep itself in balance. And when something's too far out of balance, it's out of the realms of nature's laws or nature's rules, then it, tends to bring it back down or back down to the earth, back to the ground or back to nature. So anything that has a decomposing nature, such as fungus, bacteria and parasites, are there just to perform a function. They're certainly not invaders. They're nothing to be feared. What is to be feared is what we do. So if we put junk in our bodies and junk in our minds and we create junk chemicals in our body, well, guess what? The body's not going to handle that too well on its own and it needs some assistance. So nature isn't infecting this way to anything. Nature is giving us a gift of some assistance. It's like, here's a bunch of cleaners for free. I'm going to put them in your body and they're going to help clean you up. But you don't fear them. You should fear what you're doing. It's what you're doing that is inviting them in. 
So what that means then is that we, when we live within the bounds of nature's rules and we live in harmony with ourselves and our environment, then these things are only there to serve us. They're always only there to serve us, but they're not going to cause any harm to us when we're in balance. They only cause dis-ease in our body when we are out of balance. Therefore, they are teaching us, not harming us. They are teaching us where we are out of balance. So then the question is, well, what's a virus? Well, the difference between fungus, bacteria, parasites, anything that is there to break down because it's organic, it's, a, it's something that's living. And something that living can also die. And what's it going to die from? Well, either starvate, it's not getting enough food or sustenance or it's too toxic or it can't breathe or whatever. No, same as us. So if we are too toxic, we're too dirty inside, that job to clean us up was too big of a task, those living organisms can perish in the process, trying to break down mercury, cadmium, arsenic, lead, you know, toxic copper, or just the toxicity of our thoughts because we're so just... We're not there. We haven't figured out what we are. That will kill off an organism, not just a small organism, but as the old expression, as, as above, so below, you know, the macro is the uh, extrapolation of the micro and what have you. If we're killing off these microorganisms because of our environment, then we will also perish. It's just a mirror of each other. So if the, if the work is too heavy duty for a living organism, well, then that's why a non-living organism, well, it's not an organism, but an, a non-living solvent is created in order to do the job and that's a virus a virus by any definition is not alive it has no circulatory system no nervous system no like eating and pooping system it has none of that it is simply a fragment of a cell it's basically a, a bit of protein with a bit of fat on it that's pretty much what it is and its sole job is to clean is to break things down and so it's the equivalent of if we're so dirty that sending living things in is going to make them perish while well, we send in something that's non-living, you know, like a robot or something like that. And it can do the job and not be harmed or die from the fallout of what it's actually, of its job, which is cleaning things up. Wow, man. That's a freaking miracle, isn't it? Isn't that just a it miracle is. in itself, man? That's really freaking cool uh, to know that, that, that your body produced. I mean, we all know the human body is amazing, or at least we used to know that. We used to you know, understand that the body had an innate, amazing thing. Uh, but, you know, as we know, it's being kind of trampled on right now. It's so weird. We're in the twilight zone, my man. <laughs> but you're right, but you're right, Brad. It's like, it's that's what you were getting at before. Why shouldn't we fear it? Well, we shouldn't fear it because it's absolutely amazing. But that <laughs> is that is such a divine, amazing process to know that that mechanism is there and that the body can produce hundreds of thousands of different viruses based on what's going on in the body, the cell tissue that might need some help. You know, is it in the lungs? Is it in the heart? Is it in like the, the liver? Uh, where, where is it? Where is it in the body? It's, it's so specific that it's no accident. Like that's not, that's no, you know, that is <laughs> such an intelligent design. It's like, why would you not revere that? How could you possibly fear it? The only thing you should fear, as I say, is yourself. It's like, how messed up am I? with what I'm doing to myself and how I'm perceiving the world. That's what you should fear. But right. the biological mechanisms, they should be revered, not feared. Amen, dude. I, I love, I love that. I love that. Um, you know, it's something uh, <clears throat> we, we saw uh, you talking also about was uh, bench racing. And um, I love that saying. And I kind of, I kind of interpret it like, you know, kind of backseat driving or, you know, armchair quarterback or bench, you know, whatever, ride yeah. the pine guy or whatever. 
But uh, could you could you kind of talk more about that, man? Because you know, I, I'm an ex marine, ex you know, so I'm I'm kind of on the harsher side of things. I enjoy the raw truth, um, and so I'd like to hear a little bit more uh, if you could on the bench racing. What's bench racing? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, I mean, I was never in the Marines or anything like that, but I got a similar background. I, I really can't stand when people are just fluffing around, beating about the bush and never getting to the point or pretending like people lying to themselves is my pet peeve. Can't stand it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So bench racing is essentially, it's that part where we all just sit around deciding what should or shouldn't be, what's right and wrong, having never done it ourselves, or we're not stepping up and actually acting on it. It's all just talk, 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 talk. Mm. And uh, actually, if you like music, Red Hot Chili Peppers, I forget the song, but it's like uh, people talk, talk, talk their lives away. Oh, people have so much to say. Talk, talk, talk their lives yeah. away. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like they don't, they don't hesitate. There's no introspection. There's no, there's no uh, to quote another, I think it's Bertrand Russell. It says the whole problem with the world is the fools and fanatics are so sure of themselves and the wise are so full of doubt. So right. why aren't people questioning even what they're saying? Right. It's, uh, the only things I'm saying now is something that I've said for 20 years. There's nothing new that I'm saying. It's like people go, oh, wait, you're, you're saying all this stuff now and people love it. I'm like, dude, no one was listening to me for 20 years. So that's why I'm <laughs> not like, that's why I don't have this need to be heard because I'm like, I've said it. I've said it all. I'm not saying yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. so when, it, but it's like, I'm only saying it because I've put it into practice many, many times. I've tried to prove myself wrong because I've done it without having a monetary, there's no money at stake. Like right. I haven't tried to defend a position because my livelihood depends on it. I've said, no, I want the truth. Right. So I'm going to try to prove myself wrong any way that I can. And so I've been around the circle many times. And like I said, nothing new under the sun. And what I'm saying is what people have said for, for centuries before Millennia. Me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Millennia. Exactly. And so, um, so yeah, the, the bench racing part is when people sit around and just try to throw links everywhere and, and try to tell you you're wrong without ever got out of their seat without ever mm. having put anything into practice or right. experimented on themselves or gone right. and read anything other than mainstream text. It's like they've never done that. They've never come up. This is what science is. Science is coming up with an idea and forming a hypothesis or a theory around it. Then it's rigorously testing it. Then it's looking for evidence to the contrary and asking yeah. how that could be something different. And like, where is that inquisition? That's what science is. Yet people start going, oh, 99% of scientists around the world say that you're wrong. And it's like, come on, where is it? Where is the inquisition? It's like it's bench racing. scientism, bro. It's scientism. <laughs> it's not science. It's, it's just, it is, right? It's this new term. And I never even really thought of it like that. But it is. It's just, it's like a religion. It's, there is no backing up. Nobody does any sort of research for themselves. Man, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that's the yeah. bench racing. So you're a it's scientist like, is what you're saying. Yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's like somebody watching the UFC and then just going, Oh, yeah, like that's you should he should just do that, or you should have just like done that too, or should have armbarred him, or you should have escaped, or it's just like you've never I know you've never been on the mats because you can't you wouldn't say that unless you've been on the mats, you know, you don't understand what it's like. And right. everybody likes to say what everybody else should be doing better before they take a look at themselves. So that's the bench racing element, which is rife, especially with the internet, because it's so easy to get on a keyboard and just go. <laughs> yeah, right. That, that's like, a new know, phenomenon, right? That's a new phenomenon. I mean, well, in the past, right? when we were kids, there was no internet. And if you said something, you'd get punched in the face kind of thing. You know what I mean? It was like, and you had exactly. to be there in person. You had, you had a, a real life avatar, not this fake avatar. 
Exactly. Yeah, you have to. If you said something, you have to back it up because otherwise people will call you out on it. And if you couldn't prove it, you'd be like, "Well, he's just, you know, you would be looked down upon for a long time right. until you got your uh, integrity and your respect back." Right. And uh, yeah, those and now it doesn't gone. even seem like the ha- it's yeah, um, it's it's very odd. Uh, and 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 I guess there's been been some instances where people have been paying groups to kind of talk shit and things like that. And to be kind of the, a dissenting voice of the dissenting voices, you know what I mean? Trying to kind of just, just like trolling, you know, professional trolls, you know, that just kind of get paid to go around and just be, be assholes. Right. But and again, have, have you ever noticed these people, they're all they're ever doing too is preaching that mainstream narrative or that corporate narrative. That's, that's mm-hmm. all they're doing. Right. And that's, it's never anything from the contrary or some, you know what I mean? Like no one would ever be like, oh yeah, because it's the virus as the solvents, man, Psh, you know, and just throw that out. And like, where'd you get that from? Right. Because again, it's all just force fed to people. It's readily available. Turn on your TV anywhere. That narrative is everywhere. And people don't realize that they've been usurped by this message and that they are just so full of that message that they can't, you know, anybody like yourself. And this is what's been really scary, man. Is it like, um, you know, Mike, um, Mike, uh, the health, the health, uh, ranger, um, Mike, um, what is Mike's last name? Um, oh my gosh. I'm, I'm, but anyway, he was, he was, he's, a, he's a natural, a naturopath doctor and he was censored before Alex Jones was censored. Right. And that should say something, right. It's, it's, it's more about our health. And like you were saying, how, how many years were you in the, um, you said three or four years you were actually going, trying to go through the medical route and you were like, wait a minute, you know? And, and I, I, we talked to Dr. Tommy John, sorry, Tommy John, we're trying to drop that doctor for him. I'm still buzzed my head, but we were talking to him and he realized that Pfizer was right in the school books, right? Yeah. For medicine. Pfizer was right in the books for medicine and, and for these medical students. And he's like, okay, wait a minute. You know what I mean? For him, that was like an explosion of the, okay, something's off, right? That's, that's right. That's the freaking Fox guard in the hen house. So, yeah. um, so, so, okay. We're going to switch gears here for a second. If you don't mind. Um, I heard you talking about, uh, you know, boarding the airplane uh, under women's name, under a woman's name, um, and things of this sort. Now, a little background here: we're corrected. I, I'm a, I'm a man. I'm a living man of the land. Um, I had to get my status corrected and things like that. Um, and I, the things I hear you talking about are are right in that realm. And so, I was wondering if you could kind of hit a little bit on what is where where are you at with that? Where are you at with that? With flying or with with like oh. the um... oh no 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 sorry with like um with I guess I guess it's the sovereign movement or, or you if yeah, you will, right. or or the knowledge the knowledge of land air water law uh the 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 knowledge that you have again I I don't know where you're at in that I just today heard you talking of it and I was like I gotta ask him about this because it's something I'm really big into right now um, yeah. again because we just got m- me my wife and my daughter corrected um, this year. Um, and, and so we're really into it out here in Arizona. We're, you know, we've got rallies and everything going on. People are just yeah. blowing up about it. So I'm, cause again, True. Australia is like our, our, like our, our brother, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, there's so many things, right. Cause it doesn't something about the Australian dollar and the U S dollar or something. They're like the same, we have the same dollar or something. I don't know. There's something about it. anyway. Anyway, I'm rambling now, please. Yeah. What do well, you know? we're, um, we're essentially part of America because our, the Australia country, the corporation is registered in Washington. So that's kind of like the tie uh, between Australia and uh, and America. 
So we're we're listed on your your UCC essentially. So I did we're not know that. Okay, yeah. so then that's probably why you use our fiat dollar. Then that would make yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. we use we use an Australian dollar, which goes up and down in value based on the US dollar. It's not the same currency, but it's it's uh, coming from the same. Uh, that yeah, it's it's the same fiat system that it that it comes from. So. Uh, there are a lot of similar ties. Uh, we're pretty much owned by you guys, but it's also you guys were all owned by the crown, you know? Right. So yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. That and so the Vatican, right? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So where, um, so where I'm at with that is Australia is quite different from other places because Australia is a conquered nation, which means it's a lawless land. So what that means is that there's no law in the land that can get between an agreement between two people. So that works in our favor from a commercial point of view when you know how to use it, but it stacks against us because we don't have the equivalent bill of rights or anything else that can protect us. So it means you really, really have to understand your commerce in order to be kind of safe in Australia, much more so than Canada, America, uh, where there's bills of rights that gives us give you a certain level of protection, which we don't have. So what where I'm at with it, which is what I'm doing with people at the moment, like when I... People have been asking me to teach for about a year and I've just been saying, no, not doing it. It's too dangerous. It's like it's too dangerous to give people part of the puzzle or to even put yourself out there as somebody who educates others, you get targeted. So there's a number of reasons that I haven't wanted to do it, but recently I've got into doing it. And the reason that I've got into doing it is because I figured out where and how I can do that with in an honorable way where it's not just like letting people buy courses and notice templates and whatever and getting themselves into trouble. Because what I don't want to do is give people enough to get them into trouble and then they're lost or they're coming back to me to hopefully get me to sort it all out for them. And I'm like, can't do that. Don't have the time or energy for that. So what I'm doing with it, Brad, is I'm teaching people how to communicate because the communication skills are essentially go across the board through life, through law, through commerce, through everything. And that is learning the difference between uh, it's essentially learning how to communicate in commerce. So what is the underlying element behind an offer, behind uh, anything said to you, behind anything written to you, behind anything you might hear in the mainstream? How does consent fit in? Uh, How does uh, being honorable in commerce fit in? And it's the communication. It's like learning how to hold your position. So learning how to have a conversation where in English, we're taught to be polite. If you ask me a question, it's impolite if I don't answer you or if I ask you a question back or I start directing you. But in the world of commerce, we've got to move away from this politeness that's indoctrinated into us in society. And we have to learn how to communicate from a creditor-debtor perspective. And that's what I teach people. I don't teach them specific laws. I don't teach them how to get out of parking fines, speeding fines, how to do anything like that or get out of debt. I literally just teach people how to communicate. And that's where I've found a sense of uh, I can feel comfortable and honorable in doing that because therefore all I'm doing is teaching people how to get a sense of themselves. And then they can apply that to law. They can apply that to getting out of debt or out of a fine or something to that effect. Wow. Wow. Awesome, man. Yeah, that's really cool. That's because that's what you need to do anyway. And again, that really just goes back to people like you can teach them to fish, but you can't fish for them, right? I mean, we can, but it's it's counterproductive. And so if we can just instill that, you know, whatever happened to the curiosity of learning, right? Or the excitement of learning yourself to go out and explore, right? What happened to that that excitement? I guess everybody's too afraid to die to live, right? So yeah, uh, it's, totally. it's, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Ah, man. Um, well, the other thing is, is that people are only just waking up to it now. Since rights have been stripped away from us at an alarming rate, then people are going, oh, hang on. And then they hear about something like, you know, common law or equity or commerce, and they're like, oh, there's a solution. So they want to know it all now, and they want other people to do it for them because yeah. it's like they're so new to it. And, you know, I started doing this a long time ago. It's just, it's, there's, you've got to take responsibility as well for where you are. Like right. if, if a, um, if a platoon of zombies are coming over the hill, I can't immediately know that I wish or want to know how to load my own rifle and how to shoot. Like right. that takes time to, to, late, you have to develop that skill. It's not something you'll pick up in the moment that you need it. And that's the same for any skill. You can't learn to swim while you're drowning in the ocean. You have to have gone, I want to develop the skill of water skills. You know, I want to be comfortable in the ocean. I want to know how to stroke. I want to know how to breathe. And that takes time. And it's the same with law. Like everyone wants to know it now because now we have the enemy at the gate. But it doesn't work like that. So there's an element of responsibility of going, well, hey, look, I've just been watching TV and filling myself with junk, food and junk food in the mind and everything for the last 20, 30 years. Hey, look, this is just where I'm at. I should have been learning this sort of stuff, but I wasn't. So you've got to take responsibility for where you are before you can even move forward. And that's the important aspect because otherwise you're going to be asking people to do it for you and it's never going to work out. You will always be left hanging if you're going to ask somebody else to do it for you. So uh, the, there's information readily available and it's really up to the individual how quickly you want to move into it. And also remember to be honest with yourself. It's exactly like martial arts. It's like you can think you're great at it, but if you get on the mat, you'll quickly find out whether you're good or not. And law is the same. Be under no illusion that you can just flash some notice at police or government or whatever Mm. and think that it's going to do the work for you because you'll get a rude shock if you, in in the battle, in the field of battle, if you do something that you're not capable of, it'll come back to bite you. So I don't say that to put people off either. It's just a reality check to know where you are and to be always practicing, role-playing with your friends, role-playing in your mind. Understand where you are before you go out trying to use anything in the real world because if you use it wrong, it'll be used against you. It's like don't pull a knife or a gun on someone unless you know how to use it because if you don't and it gets taken from you and used against you, it'll be fatal. Right. So you're better off not pulling it out in the first place. So, I mean, you get that, but it's just well important said. for people to understand that principle. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent. And um, that's one thing that I found in, in uh, all of this movement is that uh, people don't want to tell you how people want you to learn for yourself, right? Because then you actually understand it. And we've all been just kind of, you know, indoctrinated to believe that we need a lawyer or someone to represent us. Right. And then just kind of, and, but they're not for us. They're for the corporations, which is something that people don't understand is that the lawyers aren't on your side, even though they're on your side, they're really not. They're for that defunct dead corporation. Right. So it's really interesting stuff, man. It's very interesting stuff. So, so uh, uh, do you have any things that you can share with us for your early on learning or or what are some things yeah. that, um, um, you know, hey, look out for this. Don't trip over this stone. You know, that one sucks. You know, this will stub your toe. Anything like yeah, that? Yeah, definitely. So, yep, there's a few there's a few major keys with that. And also, you know, with a lawyer, they um, if you have somebody represent you, you're essentially deeming yourself incompetent. So you're now you have no standing. If you don't, if you don't present yourself, you're you have no standing. Yeah. So, uh, 
So yeah, the what's what's really key is uh, you first of all you don't answer questions. Second of all, you never answered being a name. Those two underlying principles are key for everything. They underscore every element of commerce that you'll you'll undertake. Mm. Why is that the case? Well, in in commerce, there's only two roles. It's like in the real world, there's only two genders. And as soon as you start thinking you're some other gender, you have no rights because laws and rights come from the Bible. And that comes from natural law. And according to that, whether you whether you think it's right or not, doesn't matter. Rights belong to men and women, no other genders. And with commerce, there's only a creditor and there's only a debtor. They're the only two roles. There's nothing else that exists. So a creditor directs, a creditor asks questions, a debtor takes orders and a debtor answers questions. So when you can when you can essentially pick your standing, it's like, where do you stand in the world? You have to know that. You have to know where you are. Like in the jungle, you have to know where you are in the pecking order. Mm. Otherwise, you're in no man's land and you get picked off and you just, yeah. you've got to know where you are. So you have to choose that you're a creditor or accept that you're a debtor. It's only those two. You can't piss and moan and complain about anything in the middle. Oh. So a creditor will always ask a question. They'll never answer it. So if you're asking me, you know, what's your name or what's this and do that and whatever, you're a judge even, you don't. I don't answer the question. I, I answer a question with another question such as, well, what makes you ask that? Or what's your source of authority? Or who are you? Or something to that effect. I'll never answer the question. And if I'm left with nothing that I'm like, let's say I'm new to it, I'm like, I honestly don't know a question that I can come back with. I'll say, well, I don't answer questions. Okay. Now I'm making yeah. a statement and that's neutral. It's not saying yes, it's not saying no. I'm being very neutral and I'm standing my ground. So awesome. the other element is that you're not a name. As soon as you answer to being a name, the name is the entity for those that don't know. Like us, we are the living. We're mm. a flesh and blood and soul. We're a living being. Mm. But a name is an entity. It's, it's fiction. It's dead. It has nothing living about it. And so if we agree to being, if I say, yes, I am Tom Barnett, I'm agreeing to being the entity, which means that I am essentially uh, engaging, engaging in joinder, which is joining the flesh and blood to the entity. And I'm also agreeing to being surety for the name. Surety meaning that whatever this entity, this dead thing is liable for, whether it's money, tax, a fine, going to jail, I am now surety for that, which means I can be you know, my labor will provide the money for that or my flesh and blood will be put in jail for the entity. That's surety and joinder, which we don't mm. want. So if somebody says to me, are you Tom Barnett? I say, well, do you have some evidence for that? Uh-huh. Or they might even point to a, an ID and say, that's you. I say, is it? Do you have some evidence for that? You know, isn't that a photograph? Isn't that a piece of plastic? Am I a photograph? No. You know, am I a driver license? Am I a passport? Is that what you're saying? Because if you're saying that, you're going to have to back it up with some evidence. Otherwise, I'm going to have to put a counterclaim against you for false claims against me. You know, so I never answer a question and I'll definitely never answer to being a name. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, I remember at one point, maybe you said that there was almost never, but maybe times when you would answer to a name. Now, now, but let, let's kind of back up a little bit. So just for our listeners, like just so people kind of understand how at least here in the United States and and I'd assume that it's it right it's it and that's what's another beautiful thing is that that um so I've known kind of about this stuff since the late 90s when I was in the military and I had my awakening found out that the the news people were lying to us the media was lying to us right and then 
same sort of thing that everybody's had their awakening. Oh my goodness, my world isn't what I believe it is, right? So here in the United States, you know, you're kind of, when you're born, you're put into bondage, sold into slavery, if you will, for the hypothecation of your labor, which means the hypothetical future labor of you, right? Throughout your life, which is then bonded. And now, and it's so crazy how it's sold over and over. And then, then any sort of um, bill that comes in, right? So, but anyway, but that all happens through the name, correct? And it's yeah. all because of the name. And that's why they really want you to name your child and stuff immediately. And you have to, in the hospital, that's, I mean, they're on you. Trust me, they're on you immediately before the baby's born. You know what I mean? Which baby's name? We need to get this. We got to get the birth certificate filed now, 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 now. Is it the same sort of way in uh, in Australia? Yeah. Yeah. And they even start to threaten you or mock you if you're trying to do anything other than do it into the system. Yeah. You know, I had a oh, yeah. friend recently ask because he was, you know, he knows about the certificate of live birth, which is the document that gives rise to the birth certificate. And he knows mm -hmm. about it. And he was a bit worried because they were having a home birth and it wasn't going well. So they had to go and get it delivered in the hospital. And he's like, where is it? I need this document. And he was being <laughs> too pushy with it. And yeah. it was just like, but um, but they were trying to hide it from him. Oh, we don't know what that is. What are you talking about? We don't know. what well, they definitely do know what that is, but they oh, yeah. know that people aren't supposed to get it, which is weird because if you retrospectively call up births, deaths and marriages and say, I need my live birth certificate and that you pay them $35 and they send it out to you. So they shouldn't really be trying to hide anything like that. I think what they're trying to do is retrospectively, they don't mind giving it to you because you have already registered the birth to the state. So what they don't want people doing is not registering the birth right. to the state. However, right. I've heard though that even if you don't, they still register a birth anyway. They'll do it Dude, without Tom, you. Permission. Tom, they just did that to us. So I, me and my wife, we just had uh, our first child. Um, she'll be two months old tomorrow, right? Yep. So we were hippies, you know, um, so we were going to have a home, home birth. We had everything, home water birth. We had it all ready to go. Emergency yeah. situation. Um, she was born five, five weeks early, right. Um, had the umbilical cord breach, all kinds of stuff had to go to the hospital. Anyway, of course I already know about, I was already corrected and stuff like that. So I already knew about these things and I was, um, just, you know, kind of dicking with them a little bit and just kept asking. I'm like, well, what if I don't want to register? You know, and I just kept, we kept putting it off. First, we, first, we were just going to ignore it, right? When we got there, mm -hmm. our plan was, we're just going to tell them that we're going to wait till we get home and name her when we get home. We'll take care of all that later. Well, they weren't having that for sure, dude. <laughs> for sure weren't having it, right? So they just kept on and on, as you know, right? On and on and on. And then it was like day four or five that we were at the hospital and um, not even that long. Um, but anyway, they came in, this girl came in and she was like, okay, I have to file it now. I have to, I was like, and then that's when I just was like, what if I don't want to? And I got kind of like, you know, pushed back mm -hmm. and she was like, okay, fine, left. Well, then three days later, we found out that they'd filed it for us without our knowledge, without our permission, without a name. So, so right. And that's kind of why I wanted to get into this um, now that you kind of know the story, but that's why I wanted to get into this is, is that why would they even register? Why do you think that they would register that birth certificate without a name? It, it has no bond. There's, there's no surety attached, right? There's no, no, they still do. They still bond it based on there being a, a living soul on earth. They want to bond every soul that that's possible for them to do. So, yeah, so it's um. There, there's a few things here. When you said they did it with no name, that's actually, if I was in that situation, as you were just speaking, I was like, I'm going to register it as no name. You can always change a legal name later, but no name. So the reason I would do that is that 
there's the certificate of live birth that gives rise to the birth certificate. So if people don't know what we're talking about, the birth certificate is what you have and it's like you're all, it might not even be in all caps, but it'll all be in boxes. Now, in the English styles um, manual, yeah. which, yep. which is essentially says like what something means, anything in a box isn't there, it's dead, it's a coffin. Mm-hmm. So that's your entity is the birth certificate. The certificate of live birth that gives rise to the birth certificate has something on it which will say to the effect of is the newborn stillborn or living and it'll be circled or ticked or whatever way, way marked living. So that is the proof that your daughter is a living being. That's the document that you want. The birth certificate is the entity. That's the tradable uh, bondage thing. That's the entity. The mm. live birth says that you're a living being, which means that you don't come under all of the uh, statutory entity kind of uh, uh, you know rules and codes and acts and penalties and all that kind of thing. So then the funny thing is, is that there's a document most people are not made aware of, which is the document that gives rise to the live birth certificate because the live birth certificate still has a name on it. The original, the originating document has no name on it for anybody. Nobody's name is on that originating document. And that's the one that is no name. And that's what comes under the crown. So if you start to look into some of the crown law side of things, which I've seen mixed results with, it's not my favorite thing, but it just does have some validity. But um, that's what that is. That's kind of the crown document. So then what that, you'll probably never get that. But when you were saying, I'm like, well, what if you registered your birth as no name? Because that's what it says on it, no name. No right. name. Yeah, that's no. what it says. It says no name and then it has, uh, oh, it has um, obviously the mother's name, but they didn't even put my name or anything. It was just. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it'll it'll have nowhere to be signed. The, the live birth and or the birth certificate has a signature from one of the parents, but this originating one has nothing. And that's what's called no name crown because the crown has no name. The crown is like the overarching. Uh, right. The entity, right? Like kind of conglomerate yeah. corporation sort of thing. right? Yeah. So, so that's the original bonding certificate. So uh, my point being is if you were in that position, I would actually get my kid registered if they were forcing something. I knew they were going to do it anyway. I'd get no name on it because I think that that might be a valuable document. That's only a theory at this point. I've literally yeah. just came up with that on the spot. <laughs> so don't, <laughs> don't go doing that and blaming me if it doesn't work to your advantage. But I, I'm, in theory, that would be something that could work to your advantage is to have that on there. So either way, um, see, I don't, I can't get my live birth certificate because I live in Australia and I was born in England. I came here when I was like eight months old and I've tried to contact births, deaths and marriages and there's no, like, it's too hard. It's by overseas, all this kind of stuff. No, you can't contact all that kind of stuff. It's a bit difficult. So you can though do what you've done, Brad, and do a status correction. You can even just do it by way of affidavit, by way of an unrebutted affidavit that you are living that can take place of the take the place of the live birth certificate if you mm. can't procure that for any reason. Otherwise, you can just contact birth, deaths, and marriages in the country that you were born in, and you can request your certificate of live birth, which they'll send you. Right after you've been registered, and then so yeah. then what, what we had to do is we had to go through this whole process. It was a bunch of different documents, and that's to basically kind of resend all of that, right, and kind of yeah. resend that all everything that you've done till date, you kind of have to rescind all that. And I still don't yeah. really understand about, cause I mean, isn't basic just common law is it's too con it's a contract, but between uh, two or more parties that are, you know, complete aware, completely aware of the situation and the contract. Right. So then 
you know, and, and that's where I get a little bit confused. I, I'm reading this book um, right now. It's, it's pretty intense. Have you ever heard of the Pan, Pantera de Oro um, group? Is that, got, in, go ahead. is that got to do with the Gemstone University? Yeah, 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 Gemstone. Yeah. yeah, I've heard of it. I haven't read it, read it or anything. Yeah. Oh, it's just some crazy. It's it's just it's it's just wild. It's what we're talking about. But anyway, it's just I'm I'm just kind of I don't understand how that 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 originally happens. Like, because obviously, like if people knew, like if my mother knew what she was doing, she would have never done that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, right? Just like I don't think most well, people would if they knew what was actually going on. So. How is that a valid yeah. contract to be, or is it just not valid? Not. And they're just saying, fuck it, we're doing it anyway. Yeah, it's not. It's not because there has to be uh, full disclosure. There has to be the consent of all the parties. There has to be, so there was never full disclosure. So therefore no. it invalidates it from the beginning. However, however, it's not a fair system. And possession is nine tenths of the law, as they say. Amen, yeah. And they're the ones with the military to back up the guns that backs up their, their fake rules and stuff. So we don't really have the standing we think they do. But this is an important point which I should bring up is that I'm not sure that a lot of parents would actually forego signing if they were given full disclosure. And I'll tell you why. Mm. Most uh, most people are not adults. They're fearful. Uh, yeah. they're, not, they're not in their own standing. So if you were to not sign on to the benefits and privileges that the system offers, which people latch on to out of fear, do they know how to procure their own food? Do they know how to fix their own wounds? Do they know how to uh, fight? Do they know how to protect? Do they know those things? Probably not. Most adults do not. Well, most ch ch children in adult bodies do not know how to do these things. So they'll go, you know what? That sounds like I'm going to do it anyway because without it, I can't access the benefits and privileges that the state provides. So when man was never supposed to create government, in the order of the hierarchy, there's the creator, Creator created man and man created government. Government sits below man. Then government created persons or entities which sit below a government. So mm. that's where the distinguishing point is. Here's the government. If you're a man, you're above the government. If you're a person, you're below it. You come under their rule. Mm. But the problem is man was never meant to create government. Man was supposed to uh, give his... Um, uh, he was supposed to serve the creator. He was not supposed to serve an entity or a government or anything like that. The, from the Bible, it says that uh, mm. you can't serve two masters. You can only serve one master. So as soon as we created earthly kings, we stopped serving the creator and we started serving men and therefore we can't serve the creator. So mm. from a legal perspective, it just means we're coming under all of this rule. Now, when governments were created, governments were forsworn to protect their people. And that still exists today. However, they changed, they, they invented persons, which are entities. People are the living. Mm. Governments are forsworn to protect the living. However, once they created persons and entities, well, they don't really have to protect them. They can just, they can just sap them. Ah, so once, yeah, I guess technically what you're saying, my mom at that time, my mother didn't have rights. She was an entity herself. Yep. That's partly it. And what, what it also comes down to is the birth certificate is not a bad thing. I've used my birth certificate to discharge liabilities for debts like gas and utility bills. You can sure. use the birth certificate to your advantage. It's actually what it is. It's a um, communication vessel between the living and the dead realms, the private realm of the living and the dead realm of the public. The birth certificate is the uh, conduit that, that connects the two because the living can't see the dead and the dead can't see the living. It's just like a rule. 
That's why if you're in court and you start saying, oh, I'm a man and I'm this and that and you can't do anything to me, the judge who's in the world of the public can't see or hear the living. Therefore, they don't hear you. Therefore, what you're saying is nonsense and babble. Mm -hmm. So you need to play. And if you write a legal notice with I am the living man of the such and such, and then you direct it to the corporation, the living and the dead can't talk to each other. So therefore, it's an unintelligible letter or notice. Uh So you have to be able to work things in in the right way for it to actually have an effect. And the birth certificate you can use to access. You can still operate in the private, in the living but you can use the birth certificate to access benefits and privileges in the public, which in the world that we live in is honestly the right way to go for most people because unless you are fully self-sufficient, fully self-responsible, and you can, you know what I mean? Like how many people on earth yeah. are like that? Not many, not many. I mean, and, and you know, I mean, including myself and I, I, you know, I'd like to be 100%. We're moving towards that more and more as much as we can, especially after 2020, it was, you know, obviously it was just like, okay, well, this is, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, this is legit actually happening really, you know? So, okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean, obviously we're looking at land, all that good stuff. I, but I, I, again, I've been preparing for this for 20 years, you know, like, like you, I've been saying the crazy stuff, but I was born, especially in the medical fields or medical stuff. I've been the crazy, what is it called? The kooks or whatever you want to call it, you know, forever. So it doesn't really bother me. It was just 2020 was more you know, kind of, all right, well, it's go time. Right. So, so we got to try and at least grow our own food and all that, but it, it's, I mean, to be s- fully self-sufficient right now and not depend on any sort of government entity. I, I mean, right now they, they own electricity, water, uh, food, uh, you know, anything you can think of. Right. And especially if you think about it in the sense of corporations and how now it's this oligarchy around the world, these world oligarchies just kind of running everything. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So we need to, the, the first thing people want to do when they find out that we were born into bondage and slavery is they just go, I don't want that at all. I don't accept that. I want out of it immediately. Because it, you would think, how could I possibly have agreed to that? But on, a le- on, a, there, on many levels, we did contract to that. We did consent to that. So it can take many, many years, even a lifetime of undoing that. And that's okay. Once you understand that that's actually okay, that you're not meant to get out of it immediately, that this realm isn't necessarily supposed to be heaven in that way, that there are trials, there are things that we have to go through to learn about ourselves. Because at the end of the day, the more we go through things like that, the more we're just learning about ourselves. And that's the whole purpose. It's not about being free of shackles and driving a Ferrari and living on a beachfront mansion. And that's not what it's about. You know, you might think that that's it, but you'll have that for a month and then you'll be like, why am I not fulfilled? Because nothing's changing in here. So a lot of these elements that we're presented with are actually gifts, like getting sick because you've got a viral infection or a fungal infection or a parasitic infection. That's a gift because now you get to learn where you're out of balance with nature, where you're out of balance with yourself. And the more you get into balance with yourself, the more you just get this harmonious resonance that starts to become all powerful. It's more powerful than money. It's more powerful than riches. It's more powerful than status and social like, oh, people love me. And it's more powerful than the uh, oppressors of the system. It's like counterintuitive. Rather than going after them and fighting them on their level, it creates more of the food that they feed on, which is fear, anger, apathy, anarchy, all that sort of stuff, protest. That's all, all. If you understand what all those mean, all the words mean even, you wouldn't want to engage in it. So it's not about that. It's about finding out how you navigate yourself. 
and becoming more than they are, more powerful than they are. And therefore, you get out of it without having to get out of it, if you know what I mean. It's a, it's a very paradoxical, counterintuitive thing, but that's how it works. Yeah, absolutely. Have, have you ever read the book Word Magic? No, I started, I actually got it and I read about 20 pages and I liked it. I've recommended it to a lot of people. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, because it's, and it's funny because I, my, my wife actually started reading it and she was like, she's like, this sounds like you. <laughs> she's like, everything yeah, right. in this book, right? Well, but it's, it's true. Yeah. If, and if you understand energy and effort, right? And I've been practicing TM, Transcendental Meditation, for about 15 years or so now, right? And before that, though, I was a complete madman, right? Again, military, you know, hardcore party or all that good stuff, hardcore drinker, all that stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. Not to say any of that stuff's bad. It's just that was just kind of my only life and there was no quiet. And then once you start to go into the quiet, it's just like this. Once you start to try and find truth, right? And then that ultimate truth is you, is that centerpiece where everything emanates from the inside out, um, not the other way around, right? Where it's, we've been trained to believe everything's like our savior is outside in, right? That everything's going to, give me that pill, you know, that pill's going to then heal me inside. Give me anything outside in, outside in where is if we realize the more that you love yourself is the more that you'll love other people, right? The more patience you have with yourself, more patience you have with other people. And a lot of that double play and the double talk and word, um, yeah, what is it? Gaslighting and stuff is, 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 uh, is on overflow dry overdrive right now. It's, 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 pretty insane how much uh, in, in this, back to that corporate media, how they've gotten people to completely do what they know is in, intuitively you have to know that covering your face with a mask all day is not healthy, right? I mean, you intuitively know these things. I mean, we have to know this, right? And it's just like, so there's, what is that? What, I mean, is, is it just purely that or is, I mean, and, and, and next question, are we in, is this an ascension? Is this, are we waking up or, you know, are we going up? Or are we going down, man? <laughs> or is a little bit of both? Oh, but yeah, that's an individual choice because, uh, yeah, I'll get to that one. The first one, though, is that uh, it's it fear is fear makes people irrational. So you put enough fear in people and they'll just staple a, a turd to their head if it thinks they're going to protect <laughs> themselves. And it's also because they're a child. So the government or Fauci or Gates or anyone like that is their parental figure. It's like if you're a kid, and your parent tells you to wear a hat because of whatever reason or tells you to go to bed because of whatever. You just, you, you're not, you don't have your feet in the world. You might even think, is that right? But you're not mature enough yet physically, emotionally, spiritually to know the right answer or to defend yourself. So you just go along. Well, my parents must have my best interests at heart. So the child in the adult bodies that are around in the world think that even First of all, they're in fear, so they can't think rationally. They'll staple 10 masks to their face if they're told to. And the second thing is is that they think they, they are such a child that the parental figure is the government and the TV and Fauci and Gates and, uh, and the celebrities that are telling them to, like, stay home, stay safe and put a mask on, otherwise you're selfish. Uh. They're, they're their parents, so they're just doing what they're told. And um, as far as are we going up or down, I actually think it's both. I think the world is going through a shift in itself. So as far as the energetics of the plane of the earth and the uh, star systems and everything that, that we're a part of, it's going through a shift. It always goes through ages. And then as the energy of the place shifts, so too needs to shift the energy of the inhabitants of it. 
Mm. So those of us that are that are um, you know going into ourselves and growing and expanding, we're going to expand with that and energetically match it. Those that are not doing that are going to perish. So some of us are going up, some of us are going down. And though there are a lot of people that will perish because what that looks like is what are they doing? So what are they doing? They're going to take a vaccine. What are they doing? They're still going to listen to the TV. What are they doing? They'll lock themselves inside. You know, they'll obey, they'll obey, they'll obey. And it's that obeying is the action that comes from that uh, inability to raise their own energy. So rather than that being the thing that perishes, it latches on to something in the physical world, which is taking a vaccine, for example, and that'll be the perish. Not necessarily everyone's going to die directly from the vaccine, but they'll die directly from the underlying element of what's getting them to take it and the other orders that they'll follow as a result. How will that vaccine play out over time? How will it interrelate to the extra frequencies that they want to put into the atmosphere? How will it interrelate to the being around in a certain environment like smart cities and um, and taking other poisons? And so it's um, that's what, I mean, I'm just spitballing this. I'm not a god. Yeah. I don't know what's actually yeah. going on or going to happen, but I, I feel that it's both. I feel there's an ascension and because... There, can, there has to be an equal and opposite. Clarity. Some things are going to go up and others are going to go down. Dude, yes. No, I'm, dude, I'm I, I, beautiful. That's exactly how I feel. I, and it's not just even that. It's it's kind of the deep knowing, right? And, of course, if you look, like here in Arizona, we have the Hopi Indian, and there's a place called Hopi Rock right here in northern Arizona, and there's a this old, old rock, and it's etched in there, and it's the split, and the Hopi Indian have passed down from generation to generation the story of the split in the timeline. But it's just not the Hopi Indian. I mean, the Mayans, right? I mean, all these cultures for a very long time have, have said kind of the same sort of thing. In fact, what you're saying is the end of the age and these ages are shifting yeah. and we're shifting. And and this split, um, it's the chasm is growing further and further, right? And I've said it quite a few times. I know all my listeners know I, I feel this way, but that if 2020 didn't wasn't the catalyst to wake you up, I'm not sure that there is that catalyst, okay? So... Now, yeah. here's a freaky freaking thought, man, and right? So <laughs> so if if it's if it's the if it's the destiny of the planet for this to happen, right? So if it's a dis- destiny for some of us to ascend and some of us to descend, is Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci doing God's work? Yeah, and to a degree, absolutely. Because <laughs> Do you know what uh, I'm saying? even the even the book of Isaiah says, I create the light and the dark. I create good and e- good and evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. That's straight from the Bible. So, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's why I don't like, I don't have anything against these people, to be honest, because they are only there as a measurement or a yardstick as to what my values are. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A catalyst, if, right? Yeah. It's a catalyst, yeah. And if I, the thing is, is if I have a polarity around them, like I hate them. They don't deserve to be here. I wish somebody would go and drag them out and beat them to death in the street. The degree to which I have a polarity is the degree to which part of them is in me. What part of me do, do represents them? You know, it's only when we have no polarity around somebody else. Like, hey, Fauci's just Fauci. He's just doing his thing as part of God's plan. Then that's the degree to which I'm, I have reached that level in myself where I am actually impartial and I'm part of that. As soon as there's mm. a, a polarity where I hate them, or they shouldn't be here, I'm judging them. I'm also judging that part in me. So yeah. I know that I'm internally clean to the degree that I don't hate Gates and Fauci or wish they weren't here or wish it was different. The degree uh, to which I have that is the degree to which I'm not clean inside. It's a, That's the thing. All this stuff, like we were saying earlier, is 
just what's going on inside and it's a barometer and it is a catalyst. It's like, wait, if that I don't agree with, then I'm not ready yet. Like there's something, what in me needs to wake up still? You know, that's how right. people should be approaching it. And until they get to that, and I totally agree with, it, with what you said, if the last year or so hasn't woken people up, it's like the degree to which things are just ridiculous now with the with the stupidity of some of the rules, like the restaurant rules and that and the, and the mask <laughs> rules and then the do this, but you don't do that and then it changes and then it's like so ridiculous. If that's not an indication that something's, they're like, it's almost like they're trying. They're like, this world is not going to survive unless enough people wake up. We thought they would have woken up by now. How right. many times have we made something so obvious and they're still not? So now they're just going, dudes, come on. We can't actually come out and give yeah. you the answer because that's breaking the rules. Like we're not allowed to do that. Yeah. We have to show you. And so I was like. What else do we have to do? What, what else do we have to do to wake you up? <laughs> yeah, it's like they're trying. It's like they're doing us a favor. Like, come on, guys. You know, oh, they're wearing the mask still. Oh, they're wearing four bars. Shit. Like, come on. They're actually taking it up the ass now. We bet They're bending yeah. over. They're doing it. They're doing it. Yeah, like anal swabs. Oh, guys, that was supposed to be. It's like that we put a- that in. We put that in South Park for you, anal probes and stuff. It's like, come on, you laughed at that, and now you're doing it. Come on. It's like, guys, wake up. It's like, I think they're giving up on us. I think they're just making it so stupid. They're like, whoever hasn't seen it by now is just like lost cause. Just let them go. Just cut the losses. Yeah. Well, right. Deject, just deject, deject, right? And it's, man, and it's it's a beautiful thing because, you know, obviously you, you have some, you know, some level of, I like to call it polishing the stone, right? You're just, you're, it's, you know, resolving, resolving things within yourself, right? But anyway, the ego, it's, it's ultimate, it's ultimate destiny is to kill itself is to, to kill it. Right. Well, well, once you are aware of it, right. Because then it's just going to irritate you to the point where you start doing something about it, right. You start paying attention to it and going inside. Right. And it's a beautiful thing. And that's how I see kind of this all playing out on the, you know, in the macro as above, so below, as we said, the micro macro, it's just, it's a very exciting time to be alive, you know, and, and um, that's something that I kind of like to, you know, try and end with is, is something that's positive and, you know, cause that, that I'm, we're solution driven people. We're doing this because I, one, I, I, I want to talk to people uh, and, and connect with like-minded beings and um, kind of, you know, be a hub and a beacon where everybody knows. Cause again, we're the freedom people. And the reason we're the freedom people, because that's very agnostic and, I don't care again what you are if if you if you want freedom and that means freedom on all levels right because we're not free until we're one hundred percent free and I've even heard other people say that we're not free until we're all free one of us are we're not free until we're all free kind of thing right yeah. um, and again I guess it goes back to we're all connected and and uh, you know the 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 light and the dark is the same and so to have these judgments and that's why when you were talking about Fauci you know we got to t-shirt on our website that says fuck Fauci, right? That's <laughs> fuck Fauci. But now I'm like, man, maybe I should just, you know, turn that into I love Fauci, you know what I mean? <laughs> my, my listeners might shoot me for that one, but you know what I mean? It's like, because it is, it's the, and you just need to resolve it within yourself, right? And again, I have no, not even hate for Fauci, but you know, one of my immediate things was I, I was born in the seventies and I can remember in the eighties, the fear being right. Because as, as kids, especially now, you know, right. Going back, we're, we're not all funked up with all the fear yet. Right. And so I could, I can remember him on TV and the fear. And it was, remember it was the blacks, it was the blacks and the gay people that we had to hate. Now it's again, now it's all racial. Now it's the white people that are bad. Mm-hmm. It's just so backwards, but it's the same exact thing just happening all over again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like, 
40 years later, Repeaterville, but just now stepped up and, um, and, but again, and, and 2020. So what can you say that's positive that we can leave on a, on a positive note? And, and why is all of this a good thing? Why was 2020 good? Well, you know, it was, like you said, it's a catalyst. It's not about what's going on. And every day of the year is supposed to be blue sky and sunshine. We've got to have winter, got to have rain. We've got to have thunderstorms. We've got to have floods. We've got to have it all. And so we're, we're experiencing that. And to the degree that we experience all things is the degree to which we experience uh, true life, like we're truly living. And that's what we're here to do. You said it before. You said people, uh, what did you say? You said it really well. It's like they're afraid to live. They're actually oh, living in oh, yeah. life. Yeah, they're so afraid to die that they can't live, that they, they're exactly. afraid. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again, yeah. it's the same way, right? As above, so below. If you're afraid mm -hmm. to die, then how can you truly ever live, right? Because now yeah. all you're ever doing is trying to mitigate death. And yep. is that what yep. life is? Totally. It's playing It's playing not to lose as opposed to playing to win. So mm -hmm. we're like, we. the more that we experience like this, the better. That's And 2020 was great for me. Like I've met so many great people. Uh, it it really yeah it really brought me into line as to what I'm called to do at this point in time yeah before that I was just doing film and photography which I was enjoying but it was just for me and now I'm doing something I guess that's helping other people and that's that's it feels more like a calling than just uh, shooting models on the beach which is really right. fun and to be honest <laughs> I'd, I'd rather be doing that right now but at the same time I'm not really uh, giving a lot of value to the world by doing that. And so there's a deeper level of satisfaction by serving more people doing this than there is shooting models on the beach. Uh, so, yeah. so yeah, that's what 2020 has done. I think it's given everybody a sharp uh, shake-up as far as, look, the world wasn't what you thought it was. You thought you were always going to be able to make money. There's always going to be clean food and water coming to you. But now it's gone, oh, that's actually a, a very fragile system. So then it's going, well, hey, what do you want out of life and what can you do to make yourself more sufficient? Like what responsibility can you take for yourself? Which sounds like work, but it's actually that's the rewarding part of life. So really, I think we've been served yeah. an absolute favor to reconnect to ourselves, determine what's actually important in our lives. Because how many people thought they could never take a day off, got forced mm. to lock down because they couldn't go to work. And then they're like, well, I'm still alive. Everything's still all right. Hey, yeah. it turns out I could have not had to work that hard, you know? Yeah. And so... There's, I mean, obviously there was negative consequences of that as well, but I just mean the shift in the mind is the important part. And so for me, look, it comes down to consent always as well. And waking up is just the first step. That's not free. You're not free once you wake up. Waking up is the part where you realize freedom is there to be had, but you have to work towards mm -hmm. that. So each day that you work towards that is a better day. You, you grow every day as a result. So for me, there has been no real negatives. I, I just, I really feel that we get to choose our own, uh, you know, our own heaven, our own hell. I don't think it's somewhere we go after this life. I think we create it in this life and it's based mm -hmm. on what we choose. And so for me, I just saying from my point of view, everything's been like a blessing. Hey, man. Well said, brother. Well, yeah, thank you so much. I, dude, I, I really appreciate your time. This has been, um, Amazing. Amazing. I, and again, just to know that there's, there's so many more people uh, like yourself out there that, that we can start to connect together and hopefully instill much more hope and, and um, what do I want to say? Community in people, right? Because again, a lot of people that I know, especially the ones who just woke up in 2020, 
right? They're, they're really thirsty for community and to know that there's, you know, that they're not crazy, right? Because again, in the beginning, especially something so, so intense, it can be, especially if you don't have any support around you, you know, your family calling you crazy and all those things. So I really, really yeah. do appreciate your time, man. Like I, I know you're a busy guy and you, <laughs> and you should be, and, and you're doing an awesome message and really quick. Can you tell everybody like how to get a hold of you? And I want to make sure that, um, that people know where yep. to find you and where to get more information. Yeah, sure. So my website is tombarnett.tv. Everything that's ever been deleted from uh, public channels is still on there. Uh, there's a mailing list. I would recommend going to the uh, signing up to that. I don't really send out any emails, but it's just there because uh, I will actually start doing a weekly uh, email soon. But uh, look, I've, I'm on a two-week ban from YouTube, 30-day off uh, Facebook. It won't be long until all those channels aren't accessible. And so like you've done with building this platform, people need to realize that I think email is the last thing to go. And you can't complain if like you and me and other people get taken off completely because they're really coming mm -hmm. after us. And then you're yeah. like, well, where do I get my information? So don't be lazy. Get onto email lists. Get onto people's private sites because uh, it's where you'll, you're guaranteed to be able to still access the information that you want. Yeah, oh, dude. Yeah, well said. Yeah, absolutely. That's... um. We, we have to come up with these like uh, other solutions in any way that we can. And like you said, make an effort. Like it's time to, again, this is, this is, even if it's just that make an effort to go to tombarnett.tv and put in your email address instead of just thumbing your phone right on Twitter or freaking YouTube or somewhere where it's just these, they've got us in these like cattle herds things. So we got to get out of them, man. And I think yeah. we're all doing a really good job. Like you said, we do, we have a platform, we have a, like a social media platform, a job board, and also a, um, a, a business directory. So again, counter economy, yeah. dude. We don't. We're not. We're yeah. not. We're not going to take it laying down. That's for damn sure, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm setting up the exact same thing, which is because that's the thing. Like, we want to be able to support when you know people are on our side. You want to support them. So rather than yeah. going to like Jim, Jimbo's tire shop to get your tires, and yep. then he's he's like a vaccinating like New World Order guy, and then you can go to like Brad's tire shop, and you're like, no, Brad's on our side. Who are you going yeah. to support? You want to support yeah. your own. So, Absolutely. Uh, well, and that's, that's what we're doing. So, yeah. So do you know who Peggy Hall is? I'm not sure if you know who she yeah, is. Yeah. 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 So she's, she's back and she, we're partnered with her. So um, back uh, last year we were like, cause that was the one thing again, I'm in software. That that's the, my, my job, my, my clickety clacks, right? How I make dollars or whatever is, is through yeah. software. And so we were like, well, what do we do? Uh, and we knew about Peggy. And so we started talking with Peggy Hall and created the directory. And that's exactly what it is now. Now it's really cool. We've got a few hundred listings on there now and, and active listings and people are using it here in Arizona. Now we're actually hiring people. Our new realtor is off of our directory. And again, we're nice. creating our economy. We have to, if no one, and, and in any way that we can support you, help you, please let me know. I have a team. We have a really badass team. We're helping Peggy's team. We're helping all kinds of people um, in this movement because uh, it, we individually all need to do it together. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of yeah. like the nodes of the, the roots and we all, and, and just having every, and, and obviously we're not going to save everybody, nor do we want to, but to your point earlier, there is this split and I'm going to live in a world that I want to, that's just plain and simple. I'm not going to, that's just, my mind won't even let me do it. Right. So I have to find and carve a path that's going to be for me and my family and yours. Right. And then, and again, that's why we're all connected, man. And, 2020 is a beautiful, beautiful year for connection. That is for sure. That is for sure. Well said. <laughs> I love it. Awesome, brother. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for coming on, Tom. And uh, 
yeah, if there's any way, uh, again, please, please let us know how we can help. Um, I'll send you a text or an email uh, and and uh, we'll go from there. Awesome. Well, do. Thanks, Brad.